This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel, 2NURFM 103.7. And Sally Lucas, we're heading for the Pacific or right into the Pacific today. Right into the Pacific to start with, Jane. I thought we'd talk about the Hawaiian Islands. I mean, we have mentioned them before, but there's such good deals at the moment out in the marketplace going to Hawaii. I thought it was just a good time to just talk about the islands and what they have to offer and the whole of the Hawaiian group. And, And it is quite a spectacular group of islands because they've all been volcanic at some stage in their life and they all offer a different style of scenery on each island. So you're not repeating any type of scenery once you move from island to island, which is a great thing. So you're not getting a sameness about anything. How many islands are there? Well, there are actually six uh, the most... I mean, I think there's one, two, three, four, five. There's a little one which doesn't really count, I guess, because there's no one living on it. But there's six of the main islands. Big enough uh, to go and stay on? Or? Yes. I mean, Hawaii is your biggest. And everyone gets confused. When we say Hawaii, they think that that's where Honolulu is, but it's not. So just let people know Honolulu, which is the capital, is on the island of Oahu, O-A-H-U. Um, and it's probably about the... Maui's are probably slightly bigger, so it's probably the third biggest island. But Hawaii's massive. It's much bigger than any of the other islands, and that's the island that has the active volcano on it. So you're almost guaranteed of always seeing some volcanic activity there because it, it spews regularly. There's often lava flows. So it's quite a spectacular island in that regard because it's still forming geographically. So it's quite a, an unusual landscape because you've got all the blackened you know, lava and what's left, which are called magma, etc., from lava flows. So it's quite a different and very interesting island. Now, all of these islands you can drive around quite easily as well. So are there special opportunities for viewing the volcanic activity? There is, yes, definitely. Um, and it's well worth doing. As I said, I, I have done it and... and you know, I've done it on Tanner in Vanuatu as well. And as I said before, I think viewing any sort of volcano is quite a spectacular thing to do. It's quite safe. Obviously, if it's in the middle of a huge, you know, <laughs> blow, it's not. they're not going to take you there. Um, and you can also do quite a spectacular flight, which I always think flying gives you a different perspective no matter where you are, whether it's over a waterfall, over Kakadu National Park, whatever. And if you do a flight by helicopter, which is great, you can really get an idea of what this volcanic activity is like. Whereas when you're on the land, you're only getting your perception from a small part of it. So it's a great thing if you can incorporate a flight into it as well. It's a wonderful thing to do. I mean, all the other islands, again, as I said, are beautiful in their own right. You've got, you know, they're known as the Garden Isle. One's known as like, it's got the small Grand Canyon on it, Waimea Canyon on Kauai. So they're all very, very different and they're well worth visiting. What I was saying before about getting around, sorry, a car is the best way to do it because car rental in Hawaii is exceptionally cheap. Okay, you're driving on the other side of the road, I know, but that doesn't take that long, really, to adjust, Um, especially if you want to get an automatic car. You're not worried then about gear changes as well as, you know, keeping on their their right side of the road, which is the left, Um, the right, sorry. And um, it's it's an economical way, because once you pay for transfers to get from an airport to a hotel and back again, they're not usually all that cheap. And the general rule of thumb is you could hire a car for about a two-day car hire for the same cost of getting yourself just to and from the airport. So if you've got the car, then you're accessible to everything there is to see on the islands. And a lot of these islands don't have a a good transport infrastructure. So you really, to get to see the islands properly, you should have a car.
Qatar, I feel. Um, not necessarily on Oahu, though. It does have a good infrastructure. Being the capital, it's got lots of public transport there, and they've got a, a bus just called the bus, and you can catch the bus um, in a hop-on-hop-off situation and go all around the island of Oahu and take your time doing it that way if you didn't particularly want to, to drive on the main island because it is a busier island has more traffic flow. The others, though, you don't have the same traffic flow, so it really it's, it's quite lovely to drive around. You can drive through pineapple plantations and, you know, there's just all sorts of lovely things to see and do as well as having beautiful hotels that are perched right on the ocean. And so I think Hawaii is a wonderful destination and they have lots of things on over there, like people who have specific interests, like you've got golf championships. They've got some of the most beautiful golf courses in the world. I mean, just stunning golf courses perched on the edge of the ocean again. They have jazz festivals. Of course, they have, you know, Ironman events, uh, triathlons and so on, film festivals, um, surfing, of course, which it's famous for, and, of course, um, golf as well as the marathons and triathlons. So it, it's got a lot to offer there. It's good for kids as well. Um, it's still economical, even though, you know, U.S. currency, we think it's expensive. Hawaii actually isn't expensive to, to eat and to get around. And it's on Oahu, it's quite actually famous for its shopping. Um, the shopping there is really quite good, particularly if you're there at the end of, say, a, a season, you get the sales, you know, it's, oh, I've picked up some wonderful gear there, particularly for women, like resort wear that you don't see here because it's an island-style lifestyle where you, it's very casual, very relaxed, and so resort wear is the go. Um, so that's a wonderful place to pick up any sort of shopping like that. And also serving items are quite cheap there and um, golfing items and so on like that. So, yeah, just consider it. It's not that far from us. I mean, we've got airlines flying there regularly now, which is wonderful. Um, you're looking at about, I suppose, nine and a half hours rough flying time to get you there. There's daily flights. Um, it's easy. It's friendly. No language problems, you know. What's the climate like, Sally? It's not too bad, actually. You're looking... I was there a few different times. when I mean, you wouldn't go there really July, August because they're the opposite season still to us. So you're going to get a lot of rain activity at that time of the year, quite humid, though we've had such a humid summer. I you just wonder whether it could be any more humid than we've had. Um, but, yes, I, I just suggest maybe if you avoid that July, August particularly, but even in their winter, which is December, January, you're still going to get temperatures of, like, minimum around 20 maximum around 27 really pleasant really nice and not not the humidity you know what i mean so you can travel there all year round but i just think july august does get a bit sticky and a bit hot and a bit stormy but certainly any other time of the year is it's a great destination we're talking travel to a new rfm 103.7 and sally lucas we're going to stay in the pacific now because it's just so nice where are we off to it is it's beautiful well we're going to go to new caledonia which is where i went last year on a sailing holiday, you may recall, Jane, and that was, was really quite lovely. Um, and I think for someone who doesn't want to fly too far, we've talked about Hawaii, but this is just that little bit closer to home. How long so, does it take to fly to New Caledonia? It's only two and a half hours, which is less time than it takes to fly to Cairns, and people often don't realise that. So it's the same as, well, probably the same as New Zealand, a little less even than New Zealand. So it is quite close to home. And it's if you want that lovely Pacific feel, it's still a lovely destination to go to because you've got a mixture again of cultures there with the Kanak people who are native there, you've got your Polynesians, you've got your French, so you've got you know some expat Aussies and Kiwis, but it, it's a blend of people again, which always makes, I think, a country so interesting. Um, and it's, it's about 1,500 k's from Australia, to give you an idea, and it's, it's a large archipelago of islands of about 500 k's in length, um, and it's composed principally of the main island we're talking about, which is where Numea is the capital, and then you've got the Isle of Pines, and then on the 
eastern side to the north, you've got the Loyalty Islands. So you've got a different uh, range of islands you can visit, not just Numea. You don't, you know, if that's not what you wish to do. But also a lot of people don't realise that that main island does have quite a lot to offer. And we were just talking off air a minute ago, Jane, you've been there and done a lot of driving. So you do see, don't you, some quite spectacular scenery. Beautiful scenery. You go, that, it's not just Numea, the township. And unfortunately, a lot of people only have gone in there on a cruise ship and the cruise ships pull into quite an industrial port, which doesn't always give you the best impression of a country, like I suppose coming into Suva or anywhere where you're just coming into a quite a, an ugly port area. So you really need to get out and see it. So in a week there, don't just stay in Yumea. You know, hire a car and get out and see some of what the island has to offer. And also, you can do the Isle of Pines like we did. You can do a trip to the famous Amayday Lighthouse, which was built back, I think, 18th century. Uh, or sent out anyway from, from France, actually, and erected there. It was... You know, and it's no longer a, a lighthouse beacon as such anymore. It's not manned. It's all done electronically now with satellites and so on. But it's still there to visit, and it's quite an interesting island to go to as well. But there's a wealth of differences there. You've got sort of rivers. You know, you've got um, beautiful inland uh, mountainous areas. Uh, one of the little ones I just looked at here, Jane, in the photo, which I'd never seen before, it's this natural heart, they call it, at a little township or area called Vaux. And it's taken from the air, and it's a genuine heart shape. And it looks like maybe it's some sort of a a delta area or marshland area with a waterway around it which is making this heart shape and full of all this vegetation it's quite spectacular and Yumea itself has got some lovely old buildings in there as well some lovely French colonial buildings which you can see in the, in the main township and of course you've got food you know the wonderful French food you can do what we did of course you can also sail if you wish to sail or you can just stay put and there's some beautiful resorts there that you can stay at as well they've got a good little public transport system in Yumea itself and you can do Le Petit Train which is just this little train you can hop on and it does a sort of a stop and start um, tour all around Yumea right up to the top which gives you a beautiful view and the, the hill overlooking I can't think of the name of it but there's a church up there and you look down over the whole of Yumea and out to sea it's quite spectacular um, so yes Yumea two and a half hours away um, French of course, is still the main spoken language, but English is certainly widely spoken now in um, hotels and tourist areas, so don't feel, you know, that you can't manage it. You will be able to manage. There are lovely big supermarkets there if you want to stock up on things and do it cheaper than eating out, of course. A lot of the accommodation now has got self-contained as well, so you're not just restricted to hotel-style accommodation. You can fend for yourself, get that lovely baguette and some French cheese and a nice bottle of French wine and go and do your own thing or go and have a picnic. So yeah, close to home, but you're still experiencing a different culture again and, you know, as close as any of the other destinations you might wish to visit in Australia. So just to remember that little one, that's a little jewel in the South Pacific that's well worth visiting. And also, just to mention, it's considered there where it is located, um, it's surrounded by the largest lagoon in the world. So it's quite a spectacular lagoon to, to traverse if you want to sail or go around. It's, it is quite lovely. Is there a coral reef there as well? There is a reef, um, and you do, when we were sailing, you had to be aware to be quite honest, where there were reefs there that were, were quite visible. Some weren't, depending on wind and tide. But yes, definitely fringe with reef. We're talking travel to a new RFM 103.7. Sally Lucas, it's that hot deal time of the day again. What have you got? It is, Jane, and this is a great time of the year for hot deals because there just seems to be so many around just after school goes back. You know, everyone's been in a bit of a lull, a bit of a recess, so suddenly we get hit with all these wonderful offers again. So anyone who's in travel mode, there's plenty out there on offer. Uh, just reflecting back on Hawaii and New Caledonia, seeing as we spoke about those areas today, there's a couple of really great things out in the marketplace there at the moment um, with Air Calan, which is the uh, airline that flies into New Cal. Um, 
unbelievable three-day mini-breaks there, starting from 6.48 per person, which is pretty good value for money when you think about it. Does, and that, in, does that include accommodation? Accommodation and airfares. Goodness. Taxes on top, but that's, you know, you can upgrade from that, but that's staying actually at Le Legon Hotel in a studio room. Um, Hawaii, again, Hawaiian Airlines have got some great... You know, destinational packages there starting from 8.23 and that's including three nights accommodation as well. When you think how far you're flying, you know, that's that's pretty good value for money. Um, also, just to let people know, there's lots of good domestic airfares out on the marketplace at the moment, which you can book yourself on the net now. It's quite easy to do. Um, they're called Red E-Deals with Qantas and they're so cheap because to the north it's still, I guess, in, in their sort of wet season, but you can pick up some great fares to Cairns, Darwin, and we can add on some package. There's some good package accommodation accommodations out there to go with those so just keep that in mind it's a great time even if you don't go to like the end of March when it's the tail end of the hot you're really going to get some great deals um, so that's those there's also Club Med um, is doing some wonderful um, packages at the moment for families where toddlers to teens stay for half price at Lindemann Island and there's six night packages available there um, you can save up to $1,884 on a family of four so that's not a bad saving I won't quote exact prices because it varies with, with ages of children and what sort of accommodation you've got, but just to let them know, that is really good deal. And they've also got some available to Phuket in Thailand too, again, where toddlers and teens are staying for half price. So anyone wanting a Club Med experience? There was a great letter to the editor, I think, in the Sydney Morning Herald last week, um, and I loved Club Med Lindemann last time I went. It was about 18 months ago. And the same chef de village is running it there, who's a Newcastle boy, so that's great. He's only young, very enthusiastic. And it was a glow letter, which is nice to see that because so many people will always let you know when something's wrong, but they don't always let you, so let you know when something's really right or really great or that was fantastic holiday, you know. So it was great to see this letter and it gave glowing reports on Club Med Lindemann. So I'm pleased to see he's still obviously doing all the right things up there as he was 18 months ago. So a good destination to consider too. Um, Princess Cruises, just something really different here. Um, they're doing cruises, fly cruise packages down into Mexico. So you fly into the States and then do a seven-day cruise and that starts from only $2,839. So considering the level of Princess Cruises, the standard of cruising you've got plus airfares, that's also good value for money. And also, just to remind people, there's that wonderful steam train tour available in October, um, which is just fantastic when you read everything, as we said before, the breathtaking journeys that you can undertake on that for all those train buffs out there. That one's in New Zealand? That's New Zealand. And it's in the South Island? And just the South Island only for 14 days, and that's a one-off on the 14th of October because it's the centenary celebrations of the Dunedin railway station so yes plenty out there plenty on offer you know just just check with anyone who what's available and you'll find there's lots and lots of good deals out there at the moment and that's talking travel for today we'll be back next Friday after the one o'clock news thanks Sally Lucas Jane can I just say one more thing I forgot I forgot I'm sorry everybody Trafalgar has a European information evening coming up just for the public only you're there just to gain information particularly if you're a coach tour aficionado um, planning on travelling to Europe this year this is a wonderful opportunity for you to go and learn everything you need to know about touring Europe it's on at Panthers Club on the 23rd of February 6.30 for a 7pm start but you do have to register interest so you'd have to contact Trafalgar they're going to have the 
actual managing director from Trafalgar Tours Australia there, plus they're having one of their um, top tour directors from Europe who's been with them for over 12 years. So anything you would need to know about Europe, you know, tips, hints, touring, special deals, and they will also have information there on their Canada and USA program available, but they're really there to talk about Europe. So that's something for the public that's available. And that's Talking Travel again for today. Thanks, Sally Lucas from our sponsor, Travel World on King, to NURFM 103.7.